Hey, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk Podcast. This show exists to help you build a thriving creative career. I'm your host, Andy J. Pizza. You can stay up to date with all things Creative Pep Talk by following me on Instagram at Andy J. Pizza. Let's jump into today's episode. I really needed to rehaul my website. I was talking to some web people, looking around, and I got intrigued by Squarespace's new fluid engine, partially because it just sounds cool, but also because it allows you to drag and resize and layer up anything you can imagine. I dove in, rebuilt my site. It's the most me site that I've ever had. I just absolutely love it. Launched it. Got such a great response. Some industry illustration and designy peers even reached out and was like, hey, who coded this thing, man? I'm like, y'all, I did it by myself. No coding with Squarespace's new Fluid Engine. I told him like, you should go check it out. You're gonna be surprised with what you can do. And I built this thing before Squarespace reached out to sponsor the show. So I was like, boom, easy peasy. I was gonna tell you about this new site anyway. Go check it out, antijpizza.com if you wanna see what I did with it. If you want to try it yourself, make a site that's totally you where you can build a portfolio, sell content and courses and all kinds of other stuff, head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain with promo code PEPTALK, all one word, all uppercase. This episode is supported by In The Making, an original podcast brought to you by Adobe Express, the all-in-one content creation app included in your Creative Cloud membership. If you are trying to boost the YouTube, TikTok, Reels content side of what you're doing, one episode of In The Making that I think will be super useful to you is their episode with John Ushai. I think John's method for including his audience in the process is really inspiring. And if you want to hear about that and more about leveling up your game in the creator economy, just search In The Making in your podcast player to listen. Many thanks to In The Making and Adobe Express for their support. Yo, so this episode is really special. It's with my uh, online friend, John Bergman. I've been uh, you know, collaborating with him on different things. He's been a part of a few of my books over the past years. Uh, <clears throat> John is a British guy who, you know, when I got my start, he was like just kind of smashing the scene in England. He's since moved to Brooklyn. Um, that's where I interviewed him. It's kind of a weird thing because I'm in England right now releasing this episode with a true Englishman who actually lives in New York City now. And that's where I interviewed him. And I got to go check out his studio, had a blast. He was cracking me up. Tons of insight, just a really brilliant creative person. Um, super fun to to follow on Instagram, and his Instagram stories are amazing. You can go check him out at John Bergerman, J-O-N-B-U-R-G-E-R-M-A-N. That's Bergerman. Um, really, really brilliant creative person, and I had a blast chatting with him. Just kind of, this is just conversational kind of episode. Um, I hope that I get to have him on the podcast again. I think you're going to enjoy it. Thank you, John, for being on the show. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, the old chronology. Chronology. The chronology of... But you, what were you saying? You're saying that there's oh, yeah. a spectrum of types of artists. That yeah. Can... Well, there are some people who are businessy people, who happen to make art. Like they've discovered, <clears throat> if I produce this thing, I can make a lot of money, or I can like um, adapt it and change it over time. But like this is the product I'm selling. It happens to be sold under the banner of art or illustration or design. But really, yes. they're kind of business. You know, they could have been making anything boxes and springs or watches or whatever they ended up making some object art right yeah and then at the other end of the spectrum is people who are just artists and they're just tunneling away making their art and they don't care about anything else it's Mm -hmm. just about making the art and they might die 
starving and, and yeah. unknown because that's yeah. all they're doing and then yeah. there's the whole thing and there's the you know there's all these people in the middle at different ends of the spectrum and, and I think um, I think I'm more towards one end than the other but I what, you think you're what, what end do you well, think well I'm not towards? a business guy right I'm not yeah. I, I've got no marketing now so un- understanding I never studied that um, or anything like that but um, to survive you have to you have to sell something yeah, to make yeah. some money. Um, so I've, um, it's interesting. So yeah, some people I know are very much, it's the business and they happen to be doing drawings, which is for me kind of interesting and strange, yeah. unusual to witness. Um, and so can be gross. That's a value judgment. It's a value judgment, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, is, is it any worse than someone making soda? Here's the soda, it's great soda, yeah. drink the soda. Here's the drawing, and you're like, I don't like this drawing, I don't like this soda. But they're ramming it down your throat, and you're gonna get to like it. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And that's what marketing and, and all that kind of stuff uh, can involve. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so for me, it's a little gross because I'm like uh, maybe romantic in the notion that it's the art mm-hmm. is the good thing, is the yeah. pure thing. And then if should people. My tutor on foundation, which is the year that you do before you go to university in England, he always said you never ever chase a trend because you'll always be behind, behind it. I've said the same thing. So yes. mate, were you that man? I, it was me. <laughs> I take off my mask. Um, and it's true. And he was like, you know, the only thing you can do is just make what you want to make. And maybe people will come around to your way of you know, right. thinking and saying yeah. maybe you'll be... You'll be there, but if yeah, if you copy stuff and you're chasing stuff, by its very def- definition, you'll always be behind. Yeah. Now that is supposing that that's a bad thing. Right. But you know, there's companies making laptops that look very much like your laptop. Totally. And they're trying to copy that thing, and they don't mind being behind because they're going to sell it on cheaper price or availability or so. Yeah. So it's not you know from a marketing. Uh, you know, it's like a Me Too product. There's a lot of Me Too art, right? Right. Oh, this thing is popular. I'm going to yeah. make some of that. And yeah. people don't mind. Yeah. Maybe you are, you and I, maybe you think that's a little bad. Yeah. But for a lot of people, that is what I was saying. They see yeah. it as a product thing. All right, you know, um, we're going to make sneakers and they're going to be a bit, we're going to model them on this brand, but it's going to be a bit different. We'll change mm-hmm. the material a little bit. It'll be kind of the same thing. And they make it. And there's a lot of art like that. So, yeah, I don't know. That's true. And I think... Uh so I, yeah, and I assume that you are more on the art spectrum, and I feel like for for me, I'm the, on many spectrums. <laughs> I feel like the podcast for me is trying to be like to to get the people that I think of people like Nick Drake, who the, had all, the folk singer, yeah, mm-hmm. who had all this amazing music, and most of his success was after he was dead. I mean, he did die very young. He did die very yeah. young, and I I don't really know his story well enough to know whether. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to dive into those waters and make judgments well, on him. That's exactly but, what he did. That's a, well, <laughs> I shouldn't really joke about it. Right. I wish right. he hadn't. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I so I feel like, but but to people that are, I, my heart is for people that are genuinely brilliant creatively and could make decisions that would allow them to survive and thrive. Yeah. I mean, I think we're on the same page in that, you know, I'm excited by new ideas, new ways of making stuff, new voices, people, you know, telling stories, showing work in interesting ways. That's the exciting thing, right? And sometimes those people need a little help to get the stuff out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, And yeah, quite often it's the kind of the most obnoxious or the most familiar (laughs) thing. True, true, most familiar. Totally gets, true. You know, I'm yeah. comfortable with this. We can put this on a T-shirt. You know, people seem to like that. Let's just hire that person to do. Yeah. And you know, so I'm always going to be from the perspective of, of the weird outsider or the, or the people on the edges of stuff because that's just how I am as a person. That's what yeah. interests me in art and in life. But do you, let me ask you this because I, I think a lot about how I feel like there's a difference between a trend and a movement. And I feel like, you know, and I'm interested to hear what your perspective Mm -hmm. is, but I feel like whether you knew it or not, your art fits within a movement of things that have happened over the past 20 years. 
Do you feel like that's true? Me, me yeah, particularly? Yeah, or, just or, your work. Oh, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I've seen... I don't know about movement. What's that movement called? Just, man... <laughs> well, I, you know, I feel like uh, some people outside of it yeah. might call it doodle. Oh, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't, because, yeah, yeah. especially because I felt like... You know, I found my feet doing doing stuff in that kind mm-hmm. of grouping, and I didn't really feel very nicely about that. <laughs> that, um, but um, just, I don't. It's a hand drawn thing that. Yeah, I've, I mean, I'm, I've been around quite a while now, right. so I can see the stuff that I was doing or have been doing for a long time. The ripples, the echo. And yeah, I'm, right. I don't, I don't want to say it's from me, but I can see the stuff now that wasn't around when I was starting out, and yeah. I feel it definitely echoes sure. stuff I've, I've been doing. Um, so yeah, I mean- Do you so, feel, yeah. sorry. Well, yeah, go on. I was just gonna say, do you, when you were in college doing your earliest stuff, mm-hmm. did you feel like, did you feel like there were things getting you excited about, like, okay, it's kind of like a chicken and an egg thing, I mm. guess. Like one of the things that I notice in my own kind of growth is like, I will get really excited about something. Like Mm -hmm. I I was just getting like extremely excited about uh, these folk Japanese dolls that I found that were like paper mache and Mm -hmm. they were like hundreds of years old. And I was like, these are amazing. And I was just like obsessed trying to find them. This was a few years ago. And then now I see these things all over the place, and then their inspiration all over the place, and I wonder, like, you know, whether that it's almost like a uh, a cultural detection of, like, I, yeah, I guess I don't really know how to explain it other than feeling like my. I guess my question is, when you were in college, mm-hmm. the things that were exciting you based on your. Uh, DNA, but also your place in the world at the time, what art was doing at the time, mm-hmm. all of that. Do you feel like, uh, yeah, I guess I don't really know what my question is other than does that resonate with you? Do you feel like all of this stuff was coming together both internally and externally, or was it just an internal thing? Um... That question might not make sense, but <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you saying that, like, I, I feel like you're, uh, like, sort of saying there was a, is there a cultural, is there, like, a tipping point within a group of people making stuff, and they all yeah. start making the same thing, yeah. or they're all, wait a minute, all of a sudden everyone's got the same inspirational yeah, points, yeah something kind of like... Something is in the well, yeah. and oh, everyone's starting to doodle, or right. something is in the well, everyone's drawing 3D, yeah. isometric, I'm... pastel-shaded blobs, or... <laughs> Like something's in the well. Yeah. Everyone's drawing like pink, skinny, naked ladies and turning them into ceramics. So right. something's yeah. in the well. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I mean, do you, yeah, I guess I'm just asking, uh, yeah, what's your take on that? Do you feel like there that there's a part of that that's true or is it just. I, f- I think uh, there's all this stuff floating around and we're, you know, now it's a lot more democratic in a way. We all have a, access tools, to a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, whereas before it might be you go and see an exhibition in your local town and there's no websites and there's no Instagrams. So you see something and that sparks ink in your head and that's mm. amazing. But the people in the town next door, they're not going to see it. And the people in the country over the Atlantic, they're not necessarily going to see it. Unless maybe a magazine prints right. like four yeah. pictures of it. And so uh, I think things are um, a lot more fluid mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, uh, for better or worse, I guess. I mean, I think it's a good thing, I guess. Um, yeah. And, um, but yeah, I think there's always, uh, there's always people that like sort of early adopt stuff, a trend, and they make, we're all just little, we're all just little paths. We're yeah. all little stones yeah. on the path. Right, yeah. And then you put your thing down, but really that only allows someone else to step on it and put one stone further along yeah. and then the next person. And I think as I've got older, I've realized that, so less precious about this kind of stuff. But I think, I think yes, the stuff floats around and then something gets popular and something's in a movie or on a TV screen or someone blows up yeah. and that triggers, you know, a thousand other 
people to go, yeah, I like drawing stuff with a brush pen. I'll give that a go. And then they go and do it. And that triggers, yeah. you know, 10,000 more people that will see that in their colleges and unis and, and you know, uh, drawing clubs or whatever else. And then it has a ripple down. And I think that's what happens. And then, you know, occasionally it just hits the right thing at the right time. And like, oh, now video is easy to share. Or mm-hmm. now we've got this and that. And so this work works out really well. Because, I mean... If you look at, like, when I was at uni, it was at the early days of having dial-up modems in your home, so that was kind of special, and later on broadband, and then we had, like, Flash and GIFs the first time round. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now they've, you know, now that aesthetic has come back, and is, is... very like trendy and cool and exciting and fun and it's okay if it's a bit crummy and glitchy and <laughs> yeah. pixely and stuff yeah and so why is that because it has a nostalgia and it's but and it's quick and it's mm-hmm. easy and i don't know like there's lots of different there's lots of different reasons why that's kind of been regurgitated background and you could say oh, it's very difficult to analyze your own practice in that way but Tri- like why agree, is this yeah. why is why is weird characters popular or why is mm. Uh, joined up drawing and large scale murals and black and white. Why is that exciting? Maybe that's always been excited, I- exciting or interesting since you know the days of Keith Haring or something. It's right, always been yeah. a good look, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. And it's quick. Yeah. And it's easy. And it goes with everything. Yeah. And you know, so. Um, but it kind of. Do you feel like because you've been doing this a little bit longer than I have? Do you feel like you can? you notice an ebb and flow to the way that culture kind of responds to what you're doing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's ups and downs. I mean, there was a point, at some, at some point I had a US agent and they said to me, this is many years ago, they said, you've, you've got a quick style, which was their the sort of shorthand for, it's, you know, it's a bit tr- trashy and, and, <laughs> and disposable. Right. And this wasn't good for clients, right? Because this was like, oh, right. your, your style is a quick style, so it means we can't, it's tough to get a, a top dollar for it. Right. Because people look uh, at it and yeah. it's But now you see so much doodling or scrawled or pen, pen, <laughs> light pen work. Um, yeah. But before, that, before then, it was cool. And exa- so definitely I feel... The longer you're in the game, the more you realize there are ups and downs. And that, um, uh, yeah, you know. Do you weather them better, do you feel like? I don't think they're like, they're not like weekly things. I think they're like no, slow but burn I mean, yeah, things. They're yeah. like, people can be up, a thing can be up for five years or even longer and then yeah. slowly sink away. You know, oh, at one point people weren't commissioning this type of illustration, then they were, then it was all let's have swirly letter forms mm-hmm. and then butterflies and flowers and then it moved away from that. And <laughs> I, I love hearing you talk about all the different <laughs> trends and stuff. It's Trend like, analysis with so John Bergman. Um, oh, so it's just stuff I see. I mean, I'm really, yeah. um, I love it all. I love, yeah. I love the, it's the, it's like a sport in a way. I know? feel that way. It's for a, sure. This yeah. team is popular. And then 10 years later, that, that team, has kind of stagnated and another team has risen yeah. through the ranks. And um, I feel, yeah, the longer you're around, the more, I th- and also here's the thing, the longer you're around inevitably is longer you've been around on earth. And not only do you see the ebb and flow of, of graphic changes and cultural change, you change as a human being, your priorities change, your body mm-hmm. changes, your brain changes. Sometimes you just don't give a. Uh, uh, you can swear. Don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't care. Yeah. Like um, right, yeah, sure. And like, that makes and, sense. And then you're less. Pr- and like I, um, I said a moment ago, kind of less precious about these things and less worried about it. And um, yeah, it's not. It's not such a, a dreadful thing that you've got to be on the edge of the the thing that you're into. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. This, you know what? This can exist. And I can exist, and yeah. that can exist, and I don't have to change who I am to fit in with something else. Because I've been doing this a while now, I'm more comfortable with who I am and what I do and what my processes are, and mm. it's okay, you know. Like, and I uh, that kind of reminds me of uh, this thing that so I, because I feel like I'm doing well. Maybe this is the way that it you feel when you're in that zone, mm. but. Uh, I think about creativity like science in a way where I feel like, I know that I'm sure that scientists are competitive with each other. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's true. But there's also maybe underneath it a pure love for science 
where they want it to progress. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that about creativity a lot, where I don't feel so precious about my own thing. Or if I see people oh, I see being you're down in, the art end of the spectrum in that way, yeah. yeah. Like I feel like I, if I inspire somebody to do something really cool, something I would never have done, mm. yeah, I actually like it, and I feel like. Most pe- I know you just looked at me with disbelief. <laughs> disbelief. No, no, no. It's I, a really interesting. It's a really interesting thing. Yeah. Because, um, go on. Sorry. I no. I was just. Say, I was just. Yeah. I, that's I, it. I agree yeah. with you. I myself have made books like yourself. Mm-hmm. The uh, the whole premise is to you can do this. You right. can make this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What happens when someone does? When they do- <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's identical. Yeah. Well, well that's do. a different thing. But yeah. And they're lauded for it and flown all around the world and become super famous. I mean, how do you feel then? Well, and not you, as good. And but they, and they call themselves like Randy, Randy J. Pilsner Pizza or something. <laughs> yeah. Or, not as good. You don't for why? Oh, uh, I mean, I you know, I, I guess it's easy for me to enjoy it. And I, the thing is, I'm. I think there are, you know, different types of. There's a spectrum of this too. Mm-hmm. Like some people, if they influence anybody, it just infuriates them, no matter Very what. Protective, Very right? protective. Very yeah. protective. I'm not yeah. like that. So I don't. I don't mind. I. But I. I feel really good about it if they do something with it that I'm like, whoa! I never would have done that. And uh-huh. that's. I mean, that's really the cool. angle I try and take. And, uh, you know, I get a bunch of emails and, and messages. From I'm sure people. this happens to you way more than it does me. And, yeah. well, I I, yeah, it happens to me a lot. And I, I, uh, I now try, I mean, I tr- I've tried to say, this is great. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, but now take it in your direction. Like, yeah. it's, you've mastered what I can do. Right. Like, you've replicated something very similar <laughs> yeah. to what I make. <laughs> Which is easy, right? right? Great, well done. I mean, I've said it was easy. That's why I'm doing it. Right. But now, what can you bring to it? Like, yeah. what, and maybe I, I, I feel that's like the best message to to suggest because of, you don't want a facsimile of. There doesn't need to be another me. No, it's yeah. not interesting. But I no. can I'm totally, you know, like, hey, I like the Beatles. I'm going to listen to all their music. I'm going to learn how to play their songs. And guess what? The first song I write myself is probably going to sound like the Beatles, Beatles yeah. right? So uh, that's totally normal and understandable, and I think that's fine. But um, it's nicer for me <laughs> and the artist if they yeah. then go forth and make it their own. Yeah, then I'm excited, then I'm yeah. happy. Yeah, it's a little difficult when someone does that and you look at it and it's like, well, it's just what I, you know, it's almost the same. Mm-hmm. But there's no, you know... But maybe it isn't the same because right. it's a different person yeah. who may be a different age and different background, different country. Maybe, maybe, maybe. not. But like, um, so it's never exactly the same. But yeah, I mean, you always, you want to push the envelope a little further, right? And yeah. I also think, you know, one of the things that I think was interesting for me starting out is when, I'm, when I put my website together, this was like 2008, uh, I feel like it was young days of, of putting art out there mm-hmm. that way. And I felt like a lot of people around me, uh, n- none of us, had. there was no guide to how to go from playing the Beatles to doing your own songs. Uh-huh. And how, because you know, you were just sharing your sketchbook, you were yep, sharing everything. Yep. And I definitely think, uh, especially in that day and age, a lot of people got kind of mixed up and burnt and it was, yeah. But you know, I do think that, that, that makes it, the internet makes it tricky for people like that that are trying to learn yeah, uh, and they're but they're also sharing everything they do, and I, I'm not I'm not saying there are there are also cases where someone is really in the wrong. Like they're they're really you know, they know what they're doing. Yeah, when it's a know. cynical yeah ploy, and uh, they're trying to pretend it's something it's not, yeah. or or that people are confused as to who the work is by or something. Yeah, and they're purposely caught. You can do that accidentally. We can all have the right. same reference points yeah. and paint something and it looks like this other person's because, you know, that that's, you know, it's, it's going to happen. True, yeah. But then if you're self-aware, then maybe you can learn from that. Yeah. And I don't know, have a bit of self-pride that you, do, you don't want your work to look like someone else's. No. Or you don't want you to... Want, that's the, the goal is to... To do the opposite of that, yeah, but then or to, or to or to you know 
self-actualize through your work or like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I do feel that some people just want a notoriety and it right. doesn't, doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with that. It doesn't yeah. matter. And they're at the other end of the spectrum. True. They just want a job and they want to make stuff and sell stuff and it kind of doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And if it looks like this guy or girl that they really like, then, then they cares? can do, who yeah. cares? Like, yeah. you know. And, that, and that's the worst case, really. Yeah. yeah. But then it happens in all industries, right? Totally there are a load true. of bands yeah. that sound like the Beatles. Totally. And there's loads of clothing companies that create fashion that look like other fashion. Yeah. Why would art or illustration be any different, right? So actually, it uh, brings me to something I wanted to ask you about that it's why I wanted to interview you. I was thinking about, uh, I don't remember what, I saw something you were doing on Instagram and it made me think that you have done, you know when Gordon Ramsay is talking to somebody and, and he says, this is you on a plate. Right. You heard him say that? He says it well, all the time, right? I can imagine. Right. I've not heard him say that exactly. <laughs> okay, but he says it. He says that all the time. Yeah. And I think uh, more than anything, I feel like the line between you, what what I feel like we know of you as a person from the, from online, I guess, basically, yeah. to that line kind of to you. Sexy, to, cool, <laughs> debonair. That's what of, I, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. another thing I was going to say right yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, kind of Brad Pitt was yeah. the, yeah. Brad British. Pitt with a pen. Yeah. British Brad Pitt <laughs> with a pen. With a pen. Uh, but I just, you know, I think the line between uh, you and your work hmm. feels so uh, blurred. Mm -hmm. It feels synonymous. Mm -hmm. And I always am thinking about, uh, to me, that's the artist's journey. How do you get yourself onto the canvas? Uh, how do yeah. you make those one thing? And I wondered if you had uh, any, any basically tips of how you feel like you've done that. Because I, I feel like when I look at you with one of your drawings, mm. they they look like you, they feel like <laughs> you. When I watch, you know, if I watch an interview with Wait, you, I, I feel like, like... Like these things? I think so. In a, they're in a mess. Way. <laughs> they're a jumbled up mess. Not, how they're, dare they're, you? <laughs> they're fun, they're, they're like happy and goofy, and not, not even all happy. Happy is probably mm. the wrong word, but... I know, people do say my work is very happy. Yeah, I don't know is, if I would say it was happy. But I'm not always happy. very happy. Funny. Weird, yeah. little, little goofy. But I also um, think about your, you know, when you record yourself on your stories yeah. or you've always kind of shared that kind of stuff and it feels, what you're saying yeah. feels like what you're drawing. Well, that's that's nice to know. I mean, um, I, yeah, I, some people, like, I think some people probably don't, maybe don't want to do that. They want to right. put it all on the page and then walk away. True, and true, something yeah. Else. But, for me, that's the uh, impossibility because it's all connected. So whether I'm making a little 10 second video or you know, a, a six by six foot you know, painting or a mural, like it's all from me, it's all the same, it's the same process but it's just spewed out in different media. Yeah. And um, I think that comes from not acting, not trying to, Right now, I'm going to be super cool painter, or yeah. now I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. business lady, and right. I'm going to be like entrepreneur, you know, millennial cool girl, or yeah. you know, or whatever it might be, whichever of those those two Hats. options <laughs> that <laughs> are presented that you to, can be, to yeah. you. Right. Because I, you know, it's like um, <laughs> I guess again over time you start sort of just give up trying to have the affectations that you've gleaned from others or you've absorbed them so much and they become your thing mm. and that imbues everything you make. I mean, how do you, but, how do you get out of, did, I mean, was that a, was that ever a process for you or was that just do you, meaning like, did you ever feel like you fell into that? No, no, I think actually the, we're all ourselves. There's none of this, you know, you've got to be you. Well, you just are you, right? right like yeah. society might <laughs> try and make you like, oh, I need to be smarter. I need to right. be messier. I need to be that. Okay, I understand that kind of thing. It's like, well, you've just got to forgive yourself and accept who you are, and um, sort of uh, go with the good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And try yeah. and try and develop that. And I so I think rather than, I think it was just being allowing myself to be to do the things I want to do and to, to, to not, 
not try and act or try and present my work or myself in a way that I thought other people wanted. Yes. I just allowed myself to just do the things the way that I wanted to do. When you were younger, like a teenager even, like, did you have a season of your life when you weren't doing that, when you were trying to be what people wanted all, you to be? when we're younger. I mean, a lot of people do, but I... Yeah, yeah. I, I think we all try and um, try, try, try on different guises to see yeah. what fits. Um, and I think that's a really positive, good thing when you're younger. And you do end up adopting a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. And how do you know? You until, collect, or, collect yeah, it. You've gotta yeah, you've got to try stuff. You've yeah. got to try stuff out, and that's... Really great, and I and I don't think you should ever necessarily stop that. You don't have to define yourself and put a line under it and say, True. Yeah. "I just draw, and yeah. I'm not allowed to do anything yeah. else." Like a fixed thing. And yeah, and for some people yeah. that works. Right. They just draw, or they just sculpt, and yeah. that's what they do, and they're completely comfortable. And I think for me, I can only speak, you know speak from my perspective. It was like I'm allowed to do anything as long as it's in in the way that I would do it. Yeah. So if I'm bending a bit of neon light, it's going to be as I would do that. And if I'm going to record a song, if I'm yeah. going to be in a band and make music, it's going to be the same. It's going to still be me. I'm not going to pretend to be a tortured soul, or you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's going to fit yeah. in. And if I'm going to do a big painting, it's going to fit in. And if it's going to have an exhibition, the title of it and the title of the works, and like inviting people in and what they might be given, like all going to tie in together. It's all yeah. going to be part of like a kind of universe of, of where all my work exists. And that's how I see it. So mm -hmm. I see, I, you know, struck upon that kind of concept when I, maybe after I graduated, when it's like, you know, if I make a t-shirt, it will sit next to a painting, it'll sit next to a print, and it'll sit mm -hmm. next to an animation, and it'll sit next to a lecture I give, and it all has to tie in. And the easiest way to allow that to happen is to, is to, to just, yeah, to embrace your what it is you're you're into, and I think the longer you do it, the more you recognize the the thing the the uness. Yeah, yeah, and um, the uh, I I talk about that like uh, I encourage a lot of creative people not to get stuck down on the what and mm. like try to get into the why of like and not even why is maybe not the best word, but it's more like a what's the thing behind the thing driving you know the drawings and all that kind of stuff because. You know, there's a, I think getting stuck into one particular expression of your why or one mm -hmm. expression of you is, you know, you're then you're at the whims of the market and all all kinds of other things and, you yeah, know, I mean, sorry, go ahead. No, well, I know, I agree, and I think um, you might not even be on your the right thing. You, you know, might not be, yeah, it might, might not be not the be, best medium. Yeah, for you that might thing, not have yeah. found that yet, and you can only play around and discover that you know and i think through a lot of uh arts education through those kind of institutes we only get exposed to a small area of of what's possible True, yeah. and then thing new things are being invented all the time you know who would have thought you could be a snapchat artist <laughs> you know or yeah. or or any of these stuff right so uh, you don't know until you try and so i think it's important and even if those things are complete failures then you it's another little notch. It's another way of defining, True. well, I'm not this thing, and but here's my takeaway from that. And, and the more you do that, the more you help define internally who you are, what it is you're doing, what we call mission yeah. statement yeah. might be as right. a you know, as creative practitioner. Um, and, you know, uh, that's, that's kind of what I've been doing, I guess. It sounds like I, I wanted to ask you a few different ways of tapping into how you felt like you've tapped into you. Uh, and one of, it sounds like quantity is one thing that you, you said, like just doing it a lot, that kind of yeah. unlocks it. Make a lot of stuff. Make a lot of stuff. Don't and worry then, about it, just keep going. Yeah, just and then trying different expressions. So make a lot of stuff and try it different ways. Yeah, use different materials, go to, you know, um, take a class and think you never tried before. Like, it's this thing like, oh, we get to a certain age and then we're done? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, it's not yeah. good for your brain. Or people your... think that they're working really hard with this idea that at some time they're gonna arrive and then they won't have to do it anymore. So if some things start to like- well, that would be nice. That... <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's true, it's like, that. you know, I feel, and I feel like even early on, when I first got the ball rolling, mm. I did. I started doing less 
self-initiated stuff, just, you know, which in retrospect is stupid anyway, because that's the stuff I like to do. Mm. But I, I thought, well, okay, now the jobs are coming in and now I'll just do the jobs. And, you know, uh, but there's not, I think it's a dangerous mindset. Yeah, nothing, there is no constant, no. you know. Um, so you can rest on your laurels a little bit, but the, everything's moving and changing. And, and, you know, as we discussed, trends and things develop and grow and die and contract and new yeah. stuff comes along and new people come along. Yeah. And then your shtick that you're doing these Beatles covers, <laughs> someone else comes along and they're better at it. And then you're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Now it's a crowded market. I was the only guy doing this. Yeah. Now there's like 20 of us. So maybe I need to develop or maybe I need to find a new thing or maybe, you know, so um, I think, it's, yeah, it's kind of dangerous. To, I mean, but there, you know, anecdotally, there are people that just do True. seemingly do one thing right. and do it very well and they just do it infinitely and people love it. And that's great if that's your thing. Right. But it's not for me. And I also I, wonder know, if you stretch, you know, I know that there are people that fit in that category, but I wonder if you, you take the majority of that type of artist and you stretch it over a 50 year career mm. whether it's sustainable or not but who knows, who knows? there's no I mean, way maybe to know. but yeah. like i think you know everyone will change and develop over time Tr- maybe that's I'm, true, yeah. Um, yeah you know maybe some people just do that over a much yeah you know, smaller increments but um, slower yeah and uh, it doesn't work for everyone i like so i think my, one of my things is is that i do a bunch of different stuff yeah. Doing the bunch of different stuff is one of is one of the one of the, the constants key things for, Yeah, right. Yeah, totally. That yeah. I have. Um, so uh, and then creatively, do you have any uh, maybe you do this in workshops or you've put it in your book or whatever, but uh, if people are asking like they're having a hard time getting to themselves, putting themselves in the work, mm. do you have any tips for that that we haven't gone over? Or do you have an, another way of looking at it as when you go to make something, like whether it's a song or whatever, mm. is there a, how do you know it's coming from the right place? How do you get into that, that right. zone? Well, I think the first thing is like, um, you, we're all like uh, human beings and people with personalities. Yeah. And really, it's your personality that drives the kind of stuff you make, the kind of things you're interested in you know, culturally, politically, like where you're from, where you're going, or your dreams and aspirations, all that gets sort of woven into yeah. to what you make. And so it's just to indulge those things, mm. you know. It's not necessarily about spending more time behind a screen or at the easel stressing about it, but maybe it's more time reading, traveling, experiencing, living, you know, being some kind of, you know, interesting human being. Yeah. And then maybe you'll make some interesting work and and putting that into the work and not feeling um, when you start making the work that you're someone else. You're still the same. You know, yeah. I never understood the, the idea of the artist that goes to work and then they are an artist in the room and then they when they shut the door behind them to and go they home. They, yeah, I don't they, get it. They, they're just a normal person again if you're an artist you're not a normal person ever it's you know if you're a creative <laughs> true, person true, and yeah. that's what you want to do with your life it it's not normal yes and that's yeah. fun, that's good it's good yeah. not to be normal so um you're the same in and out and so uh, that's why um you know i've been trying to show through like my books and instagram stories and things hey i'm making stuff all the time mm-hmm. i'm seeing stuff in a weird way all the time. I'm trying to have fun and make stuff with what's around me all the time. And it doesn't, so it doesn't, there's no on and off. Yes. And I think the more you do that, the, the better for understanding, you know, the kind of things you want, want to make. And I know, it, again, it's maybe not for everyone and, and stuff, but for me, that's, that's how you sort of enrich your work with your sort of Eunice. Yeah. Because, because it's, then it becomes a part of you. It's part of your, uh, you know, DNA, it's part of your every day. Yeah, and actually, uh, one of the things that I'm always impressed by that you do, I feel like you do a great job at capturing your fun. Like, you you play a lot on record mm-hmm. in a way, and I, like, has that, is that just completely natural to you? Or have you just learned to do that? Because like, when I, for, for instance, it's when not I was for a, everyone. It's I not for say. everyone, maybe. Yeah. I don't think everyone, like not everyone's comfortable doing that. Yeah. 
A friend of mine, uh, Mr. Bingo, he mm-hmm. said to me he liked my stories because he he said it could um, it it seemed you could watch me think. It was like watching mm-hmm. me thinking. Like yeah, totally true. Yeah. Before, so you could see something I made a few days ago, how it developed into yeah. the, into the video right. you're watching now. You yeah. can see the the ups and downs, and, and I thought that was kind of interesting. And I I purposely treat. Uh, like Instagram and certainly the story element as a sort of pocket digital sketchbook. Mm-hmm. So they're not finished things. And that's what I really love about that format, actually, yeah. is that they disappear and you can put something and it's not precious and if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter and, and that kind of thing. And it's just for testing stuff out, which yeah. is great. Um, and that's just, I don't, like, when the great, when the idea, when the lightning bolt strikes, it's not a, a conscious thing it just happens like but are you, just, do you have a radar for when do you like that for me that was a thing of like learning to notice when that's happening yeah do you do do you do that now do you feel like you're do you know what I mean by that like when you did your like uh, your violent poster movie posters oh, yeah. that you did like did that start as something you just thought probably like you and then you're like yeah. oh that's a pro- that's a project like do, do you feel like you've developed that op- yeah, ability like that's, to observe the, the projects projects uh, they kind of don't always start as projects i don't yeah. sit down and go hmm what project can i do today yeah. i'm going to oh, what you know what's in the news oh, that's not how i work so yeah. that that process may work for a bunch of people but for me it's like i'm um exploring and noodling around and like fluff in your belly button it, it collects <laughs> and then eventually you dig it out and it's something bigger than what it started with yeah. right so i have all these little balls of fluff and some yeah. of them just the wind catches them and they disappear but other, other times like the movie poster one actually gets a little bigger and a bit more even dare i say serious mm-hmm. and um but i didn't it didn't start like that it started um in the same way that a lot of these things were. i saw an opportunity and it was actually in South Korea, in Seoul, when I did the first one. Do you want to explain it a little bit? Because oh, a lot okay. of people... Sorry, I didn't no, really do that, but... Yeah. Um, so a few years ago, uh, I started photographing myself against billboards or advertisements, uh, predominantly on the underground or subway. And the adverts all featured people brandishing, brandishing a weapon, often a gun, sometimes an axe, or in the case of... Um, <laughs> In, in the case of a Lord of the Hobbit, yeah. uh, a, a bow and arrow or something. <laughs> um, but I thought it was really... Um, so I, you know, I, I took the first one, it was Bruce Willis, and he was holding a big gun, and he was posing with it, uh, as you probably can imagine, in a, a, a cliché sort of movie pose. Yeah. Hey, I'm Bruce Willis, I have a big gun, and I'm in a movie, and here's the gun. And it was pointing out of the poster. Mm. So I thought, uh, if I stood next to it, or actually what I did is I lay on the ground, which in Seoul is completely fine to do because everything's so nice and clean. Right. So I lay on the ground <laughs> and uh, someone took a photo and then I went home and I put a little bit of Photoshop blood, a bit of red pen at the bottom of the photo and it looked like Bruce Willis had shot me in the back or something. <laughs> and then I came back to New York and you know, I wasn't looking to do more. I had done this thing and it was probably on my computer and hadn't, hadn't posted it or anything like that. It was one of hundreds of things that I'd taken on a trip to Seoul, because as you can imagine, when you when you go somewhere that you're not from, you take hundreds of people. So yeah, anyway, it's yeah. there. And then I was on the subway in New York, and I saw another poster for a different movie. And I was like, oh, oh, well, I'll take another. You know, I've done this trick before. Let's do it again. And before I knew it, I'd collected a bunch of them. And... Um, the only thing I did differently with this, or, some, or definitely this project taught me that I hadn't really paid attention to before, is I waited until I had a bunch. So I had a few, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh wait, I've got quite a few of these things. I'm going to wait until I have six, or eight, or ten, or however many. Yeah. Then I'm going to share them. So I didn't, I don't think I dr- drip fed them yeah. out there. I'm not even, I must have had Instagram then, but I'm, I'm not sure it was the same same kind of thing. thing yeah. yeah. So, um, and I think I posted them on my website, like here's 10 images or maybe on Tumblr or something like that. Anyway, I put them out there and I emailed one person to say, check this out. This is a mm-hmm. little project I've done. It's called Headshots. I can't make a project. <laughs> I can't make a project until it has some sort of funny name. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And then, um, 
and then that was it. And then I went for a walk, and then by the time I came back from the walk, my phone was full of messages, and people had shared it, and it was on a bunch of blogs, and um, news agencies were calling me up. Could they license the images? And did I want to be on TV? And did I want to be on radio (laughs) in Germany? And all this stuff happened. And um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. But it all came from goofing playing around, around yeah. playing around making that thing in, in Seoul um, and like yeah and I wasn't in my studio I was on holiday mm-hmm. but it's still your brain you know is, and I think the more you do that the more opportunities you find so I kind of kick myself for not doing it before because these things have been around for yeah. as long as you know there's been posters on the subway right so why hadn't I I'm annoyed at myself why hadn't I thought of it earlier <laughs> it's because I didn't allow myself to think of it earlier I didn't allow my brain to go you can play with this stuff you can make stuff with anything around you um, I feel when I moved to New York it was about seven or eight years ago I was a painter and a drawer and that was the stuff I was doing uh-huh. and dabbling a little bit of music but I certainly wasn't photographing things and putting faces on things and the, and playing with video and voices and whatever uh, that I'm doing now and I think it's because I allowed myself to do that because I allowed myself to be something else mm-hmm. I, that that's my next question actually because uh, so I remember a time I don't feel like I'm struggling with this anymore but I remember a time early in my career and I think it's when uh, pressure sets in mm-hmm. I had finan- I had to take care of my kid and all yeah. this kind of stuff that uh, that part of your brain takes over yeah. and it stifles your ability to play, mm-hmm. have fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can't really get to the good stuff. For people that are in that uh, zone, and you've spoke to this definitely, but people that are struggling, do you have any, is there anything that you do to like, if you find yourself getting to in the into the routine of like your life, is there any way that you shake up play like how do you get yourself to indulge in in this stuff i mean yeah if you have serious stuff going on then it's it's i mean you know there's been times where i've had serious stuff going on it seems inappropriate to dance around with a boiled egg and you know it's just like true yeah so it can be tough and i've uh, but i do you know it's like anything you've got to allow yourself some time to do that and it's a great stress relief uh, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's good for your mental well-being and mm. it doesn't have to develop into anything and actually it's a bit like unblocking a drain you know you allow stuff and then other stuff will probably come through a lot easier but um, I think you just have to like find a time go for yeah. a walk disconnect from one thing try and try and um, try, try and escape it reminds Any me of what uh, John problem. Cleese talks about. Sorry, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. I was just gonna say he talks about how, uh, you know, get, he'll when he was writing for Monty Python, mm-hmm. the thing that would work would be, he's like, the next hour, I'm just gonna do the whatever creative thing I want to do, with zero repercussions. I don't have to show anything for mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I, what it's what sounds like a great time to me. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's. Uh, again, it's uh, about your personality type, but the best thing for me is to feel that I can just do whatever I want. Yeah. And that yeah. might, la- that might right. last five minutes, or yeah. it might last a week, or it might last an, an hour. Or, but it's just that little pocket. It doesn't, it, do- it doesn't have to be all day or anything. It's just that moment where I'm free from deadlines, I'm free from responsibilities, I'm free from anything. All I have is maybe some materials on my phone or my imaginary and I can just go and play around with stuff mm-hmm. and um, that's that's when I find uh, you know new ideas and it's, it seems like quite a fertile sort of pe- you know period of time yeah. but it, yeah it can, it can be five minutes I mean I you know, if you walk to work set yourself little challenges you know what what can you photograph on the way what what street trash can be turned into something Mm -hmm. like that's kind of what I'm doing like and it's amazing once you find one you'll find another one and then you'll find ten and before you know it you you know you see little faces everywhere yeah and that's like training yourself to look just training yourself like and yeah I mean just setting it that's the thing The, the stuff is out there yes yeah and but you how can you expect to make make anything with all the stuff 
if you don't allow yourself the time. Totally. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. This is awesome. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks. Aren't you in love with John Bergman at this point? I had I cracked up from the second that I walked into the studio. He has just got some serious, absurd, dry humor that was just tickling my funny bone and uh, his work is incredible he had a bunch of original stuff he'd been working on he has kind of like an analog side of his studio and then a digital side and uh, I just had a great time chatting with him I'm sure you had a great time in listening to his thoughts he's a He's the real deal when it comes to creativity. Um, go follow him on Instagram at John Bergerman. He is a John without an H, and his last name is Bergerman. So go check it out at John Bergerman. You're going to love it. Thank you, John. Really appreciate it. Hope we can meet up again soon and, and hang out um, and talk Zelda a little bit more. We got talking about that because I had my background on my computer was a Zelda Breath of the Wild background, mainly mainly because my son Hugo got a kick out of it, not because I'm obsessed, which you know is not true. I love, I'm crazy about Zelda. Anyway, sorry. Thanks for listening. If you are a fan of Creative Pep Talk, if it's had an impact on your creativity and creative career, there are a few ways you can support the show if you want to do that. You can review the show on iTunes. You can back it financially. You can be one of our producers of the show. I think that's what a producer does is pay you money. Go to patreon.com slash creativepeptalk to do that. You can pick up some CPT merch at creativepeptalk.com slash shop when it opens back up on June 26th. You can also access the first 100 episodes and stay up to date when new episodes drop by following the newsletter at creativepeptalk.com. Thank you guys for showing up week after week. Thanks to Yoni Wolf and the band Y for our theme music. Thanks to Nate Utesh and the band Metavari for other tunes. Thanks to my man Alex Sugg for editing this show so beautifully and also providing some sweet tunage. Thanks to all of you guys for listening. Until next week, I've got some... I'm brewing some pep that is going to knock your socks off. This is a stew that's going to pep you out of your shorts. It's going to be a great time. I've got some series in the mix. Um, Thanks to Wix. I had to do it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Till next week, stay pepped up. Up.